Does she get the cats at the end? Sorry, totally random. <laughs> she should get a cat. Someone should get a cat. I think I want to bring that cat from the beginning to the end. It's the gun. Sure, tie it all together. Yeah, it's right. the gun on the table. Chekhov's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> story fans welcome to almost plausible the podcast where we take ordinary ideas and try to turn them into stories joining me on this show are my co-hosts emily hey guys and f paul shepherd nice to be here today we're going to try to create a story about pillows now each episode starts with a pitch session where we throw out a bunch of ideas then we choose the one we think will work and then try our best to come up with a story that's almost plausible Shep, why don't you kick things off for us this week? Okay, my idea for a pillow-themed movie is like a Western that takes place in a pillow universe. So it's a pillow world, everything's made out of pillows or stuffed animals, that kind of thing. Blanket forts, something that would be in like a child's imagination. But it's all a Western, it can be as serious or as silly as you want. I was thinking more like a a Rango-style where it's silly, but it has dramatic elements. Right, there are stakes. There are stakes. I imagine a, a, a stuffed bear getting shot in a Western shootout and like fluff flying out. That's, right. that's what I'm picturing uh, for this. That's my pitch. Okay. Emily, do you want to let us know what you have? Uh, so to start with, uh, do you guys remember pillow pets? I remember commercials for them. My sister and I both had pillow pets. So this is a pillow pet movie throwback let's bring the 80s joy of childhood back into our lives (laughs) so pillow pets movie would be a grown woman is cleaning her childhood bedroom and finds her collection of pillow pets from the 80s and as she's cleaning um they come to life and she takes them home out of guilt of abandoning them for years alone and uh the pets help her and her kids keep their house from some nefarious individual like a landlord or developer or something. I like landlord because it's very like topical to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. So it's a nostalgia movie with toys that come to life. Am, am I understanding this correctly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Fresh new ideas only on this show. Fresh new ideas only. <laughs> I like how we've had two pitches and both of them are referencing some other movie. That's always how it is. Right. Number two is a magic pillow that gives the sleeper a revealing dream about their future. Oh, that's cool. Is it always a real, real future or is it? I mean, I can imagine a, a dream manipulating the sleeper. There's a good pillow and an evil pillow. Well, there's a good side of the pillow and then there's <laughs> yeah. evil. You got to flip it over. <laughs> the cool side and the hot side. <laughs> yeah. I, originally, I was thinking it was true things, but maybe it's like a ghost of Christmas future kind of thing where it's you have a possible future unless you do X, Y and Z. This will be your future like you can change it. And then the other one I have is very random and I don't know why I thought of it. But a teenage boy's pillow comes to life to give advice and guidance in the absence of his father. I mean, those all sound plausible to me. So it's funny because each of you has a pitch that is very similar to the two pitches I came up with. My first pitch is that somehow some kids get a magical pillow that allows their pillow-based creations to become real. So if they build a pillow fort, when they go inside, they're transported to another world where they're in like a real fort. 
Uh, if they build a pillow mountain, then when they climb it, they're climbing a real mountain. Uh, the other idea I had is a romantic comedy about a boyfriend pillow. Do you guys know what a boyfriend pillow is? Yeah. No. It's kind of like a body pillow, sort of, except it has an arm on it and the arm like goes over you. So you're like the little spoon to its big spoon. Oh, interesting. And it, so there's like a pillowy arm that comes around you to like snuggle you at night. Okay. So it's a romantic comedy about a boyfriend pillow that comes to life. So the main character is like a single woman in the city who complains to her friend or coworker or roommate or whoever uh, about how all the guys she dates are just no good for her. Uh, she has a promising date lined up, but the guy ends up being a creep or something, whatever. What? I know. In this day and age? So she goes home, gets into bed, cuddles up with her boyfriend pillow and jokingly says, you're always here for me. I wish you were real. And right at the moment she makes her wish, some magical phenomenon happens. And the next morning, she wakes up with a real guy's arm around her, causing her to jump out of bed, screaming at the intruder. Standard romantic comedy hilarity ensues. The boyfriend pillow. So it doesn't stay a pillow with just an arm. It's a whole person. Yeah, it becomes a whole person. Okay. Does it live by mannequin rules where, like, when other people are around, it becomes a pillow again? <laughs> no, it's, it's just like, it's a dude who has no identity in this world and... Okay, does he have an adult's intelligence? Does he know about the world, or is he just a blank slate? One of those, yes. Okay. <laughs> or something in between. I mean, so he could know a lot about her. Maybe he has, as a pillow, like, he knows what's going on in her life, because she's in an apartment. It's a tiny apartment, so anything that happened there, he's been a witness to that. He can't see. I mean, he's in the bedroom all the time. He's not seeing out into the living room Maybe or the it's kitchen. a studio apartment. <laughs> okay, well, then there you go. The pro plot hole filled. <laughs> well, and he can also know about the world then, because she watches TV from bed. Sure. So she watches so he doesn't pop know culture nothing. news. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah. Some, some knowledge of... He's absorbed some things into his But he knows brain. all of her likes and dislikes. So like, it's like, it's weird, because all of a sudden he's there. So that's weird, for starters, right? And then, yeah, it's just like a strange situation. She feels really uncomfortable, but also like he really is the perfect guy for her because he knows all of her likes and dislikes. Yeah, so does her stalker. That doesn't, it's not a selling point. That's a good point, I suppose. Uh, I mean, this would be, if you go by standard rom-com rules, she, he does, she doesn't end up with him. Right. She ends up with a real man. She ends up with a real person, but it's, it's like being comfortable by having this pillow boyfriend makes her more comfortable around other guys and then she hits it off with someone else. All right. So which one of these are we going to go with? So far, I'm down for the rom-com. Why did she buy a boyfriend pillow? Or did she receive it as a gift because her friends are teasing her for being single and it was her birthday. That's why her wish came true. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 100% that. So we're, are we doing this one? Because yeah, we've already started. I, 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 All right. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So she receives the pillow on her birthday as kind of a gag gift because uh, her friends are teasing her for being single. And it's a year later when mm, she wishes mm. that the pillow were real because. Well, yeah, because she's used it. Like right. it was gifted as a joke because maybe one time she mentioned something about, oh, I want one of those. I just want to cuddle. I just want yeah. someone to hold me while I sleep. That beginning part where she's complaining to her friend. That's the result of her complaining. It's that's the initial thing. She's like, oh, these guys are losers. I just want someone to cuddle with. And her friend is like, <laughs> I know what to do and gets her the boyfriend pillow. And then a year later, she gets she gets stood up um, on a date 
from a guy she's been sort of seeing. Like, they've gone on a few dates, and she makes the arrangements because it's her birthday. She's the only one who cares. She knows that other people don't care about adult birthdays. So she's like, we're going to have dinner at this restaurant. I'm going to go with my guy. And then he doesn't show up. Oh, that's good. So she goes out to this nice restaurant and just has dinner by herself. He doesn't show up. And she's like, you know what? This is fine. I don't need a guy. Well, she's used to it anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. And she's got that nice cuddly pillow at home. Yeah. Then she goes home, makes the wish. The next morning, it's alive. Maybe on the way home, she walks by a pet store and sees some cats in the window. And she's like, I'll be back for you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. That definitely has to be a scene. <laughs> okay. I have a jump ahead question. Do they have sex? Or can he have sex? He's a pillow. Is he just all smooth down there? I want to know. They do have sex. He's not all smooth down there. But she has to do all the work. Women will get it. No, I think that's good. I like that. Maybe it's a thing where, where she's drunk one night. She takes advantage of her pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. It depends on how innocent his mind is. I don't want to fall into the, like, the Tom Hanks big trap where you look back at it later, I'm like, oh, this was this was bad. <laughs> this was not okay. I think the difference there is that he was a young boy, and this is a pillow. It is a well, it's not rapey because he's not he's into it. Is he into it? He's a pillow. Yeah, yeah. no, he's into it because he wants to have a relationship with her. That's his reason for being. His he's, reason for being is to cuddle with her, not have sex with her. Just cuddle. Is to be her boyfriend. Maybe she tries to have sex with him and like, he's like, whoa, oh, he, she tries and he doesn't get up. He stays soft down there because he's a pillow. <laughs> See, I was thinking, you know, it's very common for women to masturbate with pillows. That's that's a very common masturbation tool for women. So that's right. why I was thinking he'd be like, yeah, we can have sex. I just lay here. You do everything. Because she's done it before when he was a pillow. <laughs> Maybe it's a, it's a false start on their relationship or like she comes around on him and is like, okay, he does know everything I like. He is actually a really nice guy. He's decent looking and everything. Like maybe I'll give this a shot. It's going well because he does know the things that she likes, but it's like really limited. It's very superficial. Like he knows what he's seen in the apartment, but he doesn't really know anything outside of the apartment. He doesn't know anything about like her job or the real world that much. He doesn't get how things work. doesn't have any money, you know, and he's never had sex. He's not good in bed. Despite having spent most of his life in bed. Right. right. I think though with the sex, it could be a, a case of where she at first isn't interested in it because that's all she wants is the cuddles. And she's finally a man who's not all about just getting laid, rolling over and going mm, to yeah. sleep. He wants to spoon. He wants to cuddle. He wants to just lay here and pet my hair until I fall asleep kind of a deal. And then she does get an urge and then tries. And then he's like, whoa. He doesn't understand. He's not like innocent, like it's creepy, but he's just like, what, do you, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, if he's been on the bed, though, he would know about sex. Would he? Are she, is she having sex on her bed with the boyfriend pillow there? No, she puts him in the closet during sexy time. <laughs> so the other men don't That's know. Right. It's, there's a prospect of a guy coming over. She would not have the, the boyfriend pillow out. So he's heard it, but he's never seen it. So he moans a lot. <laughs> yeah, he has this like weird idea of what it is. He just lays there moaning. 
I like the the superficially he seems like the perfect boyfriend because he does yeah. know about her favorite foods or her favorite music or every night she watches Jeopardy or something. He knows about her, but just her home life. He doesn't know what restaurant she likes. He doesn't know what hobbies she has outside of the apartment. Is he afraid to leave the apartment? Oh, yeah. He's never left the apartment. Once he's been there, he has never left. I mean, he's certainly not going to go anywhere on his own. I don't think he would be afraid to leave with her. But mm. but he, he probably wouldn't want to leave the bedroom initially. Yeah. Because it's a rom-com, I think we can kind of get away with something that's a little implausible in real life, which is that she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? And yelling at him. And he's like, it's me. I'm your boyfriend or whatever. And she's like, ah, oh, you're creep. And I don't know, maybe he like halfway demonstrates that he's the boyfriend pillow. Like he's got the same shirt that mm. it wears and it's not there. And he's like, oh, and I, I know you, I know this and that and that. And, that. and she's like, ah. but then she's like, well, I have to go to work. You need to not be here when I get back or whatever. Maybe she goes out and tells the super like, get this guy out of my apartment, whatever. However, that resolves. And then she comes home from work and he's like cleaned the apartment and she's skeptical. But this is kind of nice coming home to a clean apartment and the dishes are done and there's food on the stove. Yeah. And he's got her shows ready. And, and then that's how she sort of softens up on this guy who just showed up in her apartment out of nowhere. I like the idea of her saying, I want you gone when I get home. And then she comes back and the apartment's clean and there's food on the stove, but he is nowhere to be seen. And she goes to put her coat away. <laughs> He's in the closet because yeah. yeah. that's all he knows about going away is to go in the closet. Yep. I like that. That's good. <laughs> And she's like, why are you hiding in the closet? And he's like, you told me to go away. This is where I go away to. I Which I think would be really strong evidence in that case that he really is the pillow because only she would know that she puts. I mean, I suppose logically she would put the pillow there, but no one ever sees her do it. It's literally just her in the pillow when she puts the pillow in the closet or takes it back out. So for him to be like, you always want me in the closet when you want me to go away. And she's like, wait, how do you know that? So he's I'm the pillow. He's in the closet and he doesn't want to have sex with her. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's jump to the very end of the story. Does he find a nice boy pillow to cuddle up with? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> How do they make another pillow come to life? Oh, that's a problem for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. Does he stay human or does he return to being a pillow? I mean, it could go either way. Depends on the type of movie you want to turn this into. I mean, if he turns back into a pillow, it could have been like an all-in-her-mind type of magical realism. Mm. But if he stays human, then this is a thing that happened. How does... Okay, so if they don't end up together, following classic rom-com tropes right yeah what happens to him if he stays human she's just kicked out he has no identification yeah he's got no job i'm trying to think of like other movies where this sort of thing happens in kate and leopold he ends up going back to his time in mannequin they just end the movie with them kiss kissing well that's lazy writing <laughs> yeah it just ends with her being real i bel I, I mean it's been years since i've seen it but i'm pretty sure that's what happens yeah, I mean, it was the 80s. Splash, she didn't, I mean, she was real, but no identification, whatever. It didn't matter. Back then, you could get away with it. If he stays real, that really does present a significant number of significant problems. Yes, but it's a movie, so we can probably just ignore a lot of them. Right. 
Like we, yeah, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent accurate to reality. Like we could have him buy an identity on the black market. We just never address his identity as an issue. He just right. gets a job, gets paid under the table. No, he moves somewhere. in with his boyfriend, who's not a pillow. It's just some guy. He meets some guy. Uh, it's got to be like one of her friends that we meet at the beginning of the yeah movie. Could it be? It's not, but not the friend that bought the pillow. Not the main friend. No, no, not the one that bought the pillow. She has to talk to the friend that bought the pillow immediately. Yes. As soon as the pillow comes to life, she's like, where the fuck did you buy this thing? Not the first day, though. Like, it's got to be after she comes home and he's in the closet. Yes. And she's like convinced that it really is the pillow. Right. Or really could be the pillow. Yeah. Oh, and she invites the friend that bought the pillow and then the, the friend the pillow falls in love with later over. To be like, the fuck am I supposed to do? So that we have a little meet cute with the pillow and the pillow's future partner. Maybe the pillow's not gay. Maybe he's bi. I think we need more bi visibility in films. There yeah, you go. that's fine. He's a pillow. He's got no orientation. He's pillow will cuddle with everyone. So, so he's a pansexual pillow. Yes. Yep. 100%. That math checks out. So the friends come over. Is she able to convince them that it really is the pillow? Or are they just like... What is this weird game you're playing with your new boyfriend? No, they've got it because that's how movies are. If people in movies just believe whatever immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's really unrealistic. And she's a serious businesswoman. She would not make stuff like this up. Yeah, she's not acting like herself. Yeah, she's way too like grounded in reality to make up this kind of nonsense. And she's not going to put up with her friend who bought her the pillow not believing her because it's her friend's fault that this is happening. And maybe, maybe the pillow, maybe he says or does something that she just sort of like points at him like, see? And they're like, oh, okay, I guess he's the pillow. Uh, they, she should not have invited them over because she's trying to deal with this mystery pillow man. They should just show up out of yeah. friendly concern for her because they talked to her on the phone and she seems kind of out of it. And she had a really rough birthday they know about. So they're like... They're just checking in to make sure she's okay. They come into her apartment and she's with some guy and she has to explain. It's not some guy. I don't have a secret boyfriend. This is that fucking boyfriend pillow. And it's, <laughs> it's come to life. Like that. That works. And she has proactive friends. Yeah. How wild would that be if you went over to your friend's house and they're like, you know that pillow that I have? Yeah. Well, meet the pillow. You should be like, What? This is where we can solve the name problem because then they just start talking and are like, what? We can't just call him the pillow because she's yeah. been calling him pillow the whole time. And so they name him. Do they name him or does he get to pick his own name? Or is there is there a name montage where they're trying out different? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they offer him names. So, yeah, basically a name montage. Or if you want to hint at uh, the pillow's future partner the future partner could suggest a name and the pillow likes that name that's why i was thinking actually yeah. is that he's the one that comes up with the name that the pillow's like oh i like that one you know and so that's what they end up going with and in fact i think he's the one in my mind he's the one who's the most concerned with this is a person i think it makes sense because if he's gay he would definitely understand like somebody being marginalized or somebody being thought of as less than because of their identity. And he's like, yo, this is a person, right? Maybe he was a pillow, but he's a person now. Like he deserves our respect. And part of that is a name. He's like a real person with a real identity, which we will now figure out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, so then it's the pillow gets to choose the name, but yeah, maybe they can be the ones that 
come up with it. Yeah. So they all start throwing out names like Scott, Evan, or and then, and then different people have different objections. Like, oh, no, no, no. There was that guy, Scott, that you dated for a while. Can't be Scott. Maybe even the pillow at one point says, right. no, not Steve. That was that douchebag that was here for 15 minutes and then took off and you never saw him again. I think it'd be funny if it was like, no, it can't be Steve. She's like, why not? It's like, because you dated that guy, Steve. You didn't like Steve? Definitely not. <laughs> Does she get the cats at the end? Sorry, it's totally random. <laughs> she should get a cat. Someone should get a cat. I think I want to bring that cat from the beginning to the end. It's the gun. Sure, tie it all together. Yeah, it's right. the gun on the table. Chekhov's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Might have broken me. I know, I was going to say, I think I killed Emily. <laughs> all right, well, why don't we take a quick break and give Emily a moment to reset, and then when we come back, we'll figure out the rest of the story for the pillow. We're back. Emily seems much more with it now. Yes, I can breathe again. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> All right. So the pillow has a name. Um, maybe they do bring up that he that he doesn't have an identity or like skill set, birth certificate, yeah, or anything like that. So uh, he does have a skill set, though. Maybe she defends him in that. Somebody points mm. out, like the friend, the the female friend is like, oh, he doesn't even have any skills, and she's like, well, hang on. <laughs> Because if you notice, my apartment is very clean and I sure didn't do that. Oh, yeah, he can yeah. clean and cook because he's seen her do it. Yeah. But that's all he knows is he can do. But he could be a, uh, he could be a line cook. He could do all kinds of things. He could be a maid, you know, yeah, that goes he around, could be cleans a, people's apartments. Yeah. Which would be easy without an identity. Yeah. Cash job. You just directly interface or get hired by the people who own the properties. Right. It's all just apartments. So it's not like any big corporate thing. They help set him up with that kind of a thing. Yeah. Get him a phone. Yeah. What about her, her love interest? Are we going to have her? Are we going to flip the script on this and make the story where you think she's going to end up with a real person? But really, it's the pillow. And she ends up being fine on her own with her cats. I mean, I would be okay with that. I don't know if you if that would be a popular choice for a movie. Yeah, I'm okay with it because it's different. Where you, you think you're going into the story and it's going to be about this woman finding true love because of a pillow. But really, it's about the pillow finding true love and human identity and what it is to be a person. Because uh, the, the pillow is the focus of the movie, not her. Right. It's, it's this, this movie is about pillows. Yes. So I actually think we should go with that. She should just end up with some kittens. In her bed, happy as can be, watching the news at the end. And he's blissfully in love with his new partner and his new identity. Do they get married at the end, the two guys? Sure. How do they get married without ID? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're really rushing into it. I mean, they just met. Well, this would be another year later, right? I think they should move in together. I think they should move in together. Because what other option does Pillow Guy have? Yeah, because he can't stay with her because he's not in love with her. Right. They, they're not in love. They, they try. Like the first two acts of the movie are them trying to make a relationship or whatever. Right. And then. Oh, yeah. That's got to go awful because when she is done with his nonsense, all of his little quirks, which seem endearing at first, but just great over time, she can't really kick him out either because where can he go? And it's a studio, so they have to share the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I can imagine that as like his lowest low because he didn't choose. He didn't ask for this. She wished him into being. It's her fault. It's it's almost like just life in general. How like none of us had an option to exist. We all just exist because somebody else decided we should. Yeah, you're, it sounds like you're arguing her side of it. Oh, yeah. Like, that could be the argument. He's like, I didn't choose this. You have to take care of me. You have to provide for me. And she's like, that's what being a human is. We just, we end up here and we got to figure this shit out. Welcome to the club. Does he have a, have a period of time where he's trying to figure out how to go back to being a pillow then? <laughs> is he like really depressed for a while? Or he just lies on the bed and tries to, like, stay motionless. <laughs> then he gets hungry. And he gets frustrated at being hungry. Does he have to eat? Oh, yeah, he's a human. Yeah, he's a human. Right, but does he know he has to eat? Sure, he's seen her eat. He's seen her eat. He's been there for a year and he's never eaten. Maybe he doesn't know he has to, but he does at first to try it, to see what it's like, and he enjoys it. But then maybe there's a scene where he's like, doesn't eat because he doesn't think about it. I could see at the beginning when he comes out of the closet there that first day when she gets home and they're like, she's realizing that he's the pillow. At some point in that conversation, she's looking around that she, she kind of realizes like, oh, damn, my apartment's really clean and all this stuff. And he says something about like, he doesn't feel good or whatever. He's like, I don't know. My stomach is rumbling. Yeah. Something's weird here. Something hurts. Like it's weird. I don't know. And she's like, well, what did you eat? And he's like, well, I haven't eaten anything. And she's like, you haven't eaten anything all day. Like that's why your stomach hurts. And so then she's like, here, eat, you know, these chips or whatever it is. And so he eats something for the first time. And he's like, holy shit, this is great. (laughs) This is amazing. So he cooked for her, but did not eat. I'm not sure if he would cook for her. I think he would cook for her if we want to establish that that's a a skill that he can do because she always makes a certain thing when she gets home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he only made enough for her because that's all he's ever seen her make. Yeah, he just microwaved the one hot pocket. Right. (laughs) Right. Lean pocket. (laughs) I was thinking of a different frozen meal, but a lean pocket works. An entire Stouffer's lasagna? (laughs) Don't judge my life. <laughs> get our get our uh, uh, sponsorship done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea that it's something that she makes on a regular basis. And so he's like, oh, I've seen her make that. I can make that. Or maybe there, maybe he puts the TV on because he knows about the TV because she's, you know, cuddled on the couch with him previously. And there's a cooking show and he's like, oh, I could do that. Like I have all those things here. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. He, he comes across Food Network and makes something simple, like a Rachel Ray recipe or something. Yeah. We want to maybe shoot for, he's not a total infant, but he's also not a fully fleshed out person. He does have large gaps in his knowledge, but he has watched cooking shows with her. He has seen her do things like he's experienced, been around when, while these things happen. He's aware of these things. Yeah. But like you said, Shep... He's never seen anybody but her eat. It doesn't occur to him that he needs to eat. He has never experienced hunger before, so he didn't know that that was a thing he needed to, or that that that's what that was and that how to fix it. Does he have shame? No, he has no shame. Why would he have shame? Where would he have learned that? Exactly. 
No, because she's comfortable at home. So she has no shame at <sighs> home alone. So why he has no reason to know to be embarrassed by anything. Which will come up when they eventually leave the apartment. Yeah. So I feel like we're missing a lot of middle of the movie type stuff. Yes. So what are what do we need to have happen? We need them to go out into the world. And the 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 group of friends to coax him out into the world. So is there like a showing him around the city montage? Well, why not? Sure. He's never seen it before. When's his first memory? Oh yeah. Uh her unwrapping the present. He doesn't remember being created or being in the store. Maybe he remembers the store. Or if he was in a store, if it wasn't just an online purchase. He remembers the warehouse. <laughs> he remembers the warehouse being stuffed into a dark box and tussled around. He likes the dark box, though. That's yeah, why he likes the closet. Comforting. Yeah, he yeah. spent the early part of his life in a dark box. As soon as he was made in the factory, he went in the box. And he didn't come out until her apartment. So I guess he wouldn't know the warehouse. Yeah, so I think we need to show that, that like, when the gift is given to her, it's not just in a box. It is in a box with the branding, like, boyfriend pillow. Like, it is clearly, this is the box it came in. It would have been on the shelf in this box. Right. So, yeah. Her opening the box is the pillow's birth, essentially. So they take him around the city and expose him to the world. What if he gets upset when he's out and about and there's no closets around? He finds a utility closet and, like... The restaurant, they get in and maybe the friends are arguing and it's making him uncomfortable because he doesn't like the loud noises. And so he gets up and leaves and they think he's going to the bathroom. And he finds like the janitor's closet next to the bathroom and is just hiding in there. And they're like, God, he's been gone a long time. I hope he didn't, you know, something didn't happen to him. And then somehow they find him in the closet. Yeah. I mean, they could panic for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like some, some, he met someone else and they, they took him away and he doesn't, he's not experienced enough in the world yet. And we kind of let him down and this could be a big, huge thing. And no, he's just in the closet. Yeah. And then like the waiter goes to get extra napkins or something and it's like, what the hell are you doing in here? Do they have a fight at some point where he does leave? I mean, now that he's had experience out in the world, I mean, he has a job at this point. He has some income. Yeah, maybe he's coming into his own a little bit after being out and ex and going out and working and earning some money and figuring some things out with him himself. And she's kind of controlling. Yeah, Let's, that could be causing friction in their relationship. Yeah, because she wants him to just be home and be the... The cuddly buddy and take care of her and when he's not cleaning her apartment anymore well, he doesn't want to come home and clean another apartment yeah and so they have an argument he's like i don't have to stay here i am a person i can i can leave and he goes but where does he go goes to the the future love interest apartment yeah and then that's how they they start to develop a a kinship there between them. And then later, does she go with a boombox over her head? <laughs> Where are you going to get a boombox in this decade? Okay, um, her, she's holding up her phone. Yeah, that seems more more likely. Wait, didn't Deadpool do that in the... Yeah. Yeah. All right, what are we missing? We have the intro. We have the magical new world. Yeah, I mean, I just think the, the whole middle feels really flat to me. I think we have a, a strong beginning and a pretty strong end. 
It's just, what is that progression? What's his lowest low? Yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe his lowest low is when he leaves, but he doesn't know where to go at first. Mm. And so he's like basically homeless. Does he have his phone? He would, yeah, yeah, I would assume. Okay, so she calls her friends to tell them what happened. Because eventually she realizes that she's just let this person, this innocent person, naive person, out into the city who is not really prepared for that. And so she calls her friends to tell them. And one of them calls him. Because he wouldn't necessarily think to call anyone. Right. We would all like, oh, I have my phone. I just call whatever. Right. Fix the situation. He wouldn't, that wouldn't occur to him. He doesn't have enough experience. So the friend, the love interest reaches out to him. Yeah. Because he's, he's been concerned from the beginning about this person who doesn't know anything, doesn't belong anywhere. Yeah. So he reaches out and is like, hey, where are you? What's going on? Oh, yeah. what Finds happened? out where he is and then goes and meets him yeah. there. Does he reach out or does he, is he out with some friends and like they happen to end up at the same place? Oh, what are you doing here? I don't mm, Unless you've established that this is a place that they go to, and he also has gone there before, and that's why he went back there. Right. Yeah, you would have to do that, establish that. I mean, we could. It would fill in some of the middle. It's a bar called Puzzles, and, uh... <laughs> what? From How I Met Your Mother. Uh. But why is it called Puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> So the, the future love interest is also at the bar with other friends and here's like a waiter or someone complaining. You can't be in here because the guy's gone to the closet again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he gets up and goes thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we could establish the bisexuality of the pillow if we need to. I think we need to see more of the pillow and the love interest. Right. Developing. Uh, Developing their relationship. Right. So this is not just like out of the blue. The future love interest? Yeah. yeah. I guess we say the male love interest and the female love interest is kind of what we've established. So. Yeah. You could just sprinkle a couple of times in there like the name thing. And. Other incidents that they kind of have a chemistry there. Yeah. Without right. without where they, there's a look, there's a touch. Ah, they, they just naturally have things in common. Right. He knows the things that the girl likes because he's been around, but he is an individual. And as he goes out into the world, it turns out, oh, he really likes this particular color mm. that is not her favorite color, but he just, he doesn't know why, but that's the color he likes. Well, it turns out that's also this other guy's favorite color as well, or stuff like that, where they just naturally click. Oh, and at brunch, he likes Brussels sprouts with fried eggs, and so does the other guy. And she, like, hates both or one of those things. Maybe she's, like, allergic to eggs or something. Yeah. How does he try Brussels sprouts and fried eggs? They all go out to brunch together. Right. Is that the, the male love interest's brunch? Yeah, that's his go-to brunch thing. And so he tries, he tries, because he's so into food now. Right, right. He tries everybody. Exactly. He wants food experiences because every, almost everyone he has, like 95% of them are great. 5% are really terrible, but it's worth having the terrible ones to find the good ones. Yeah. So he likes that lunch or that, that dish. And maybe it could be even, even be something like a little more out there. 
And she's like, nobody likes that. He's crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, I don't know, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> we have to see them go on dates, the, the pillow and the female love interest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have a good time. Like, and the pillow's interested in her. Like, he's not not interested in her. So is it, is their relationship, the, the pillow and the female love interest, is it good but short or mediocre but long? I think mediocre but long because it's not something either one of them really wants, but they're both really comfortable with the other person. Like it goes up really fast, but then plateaus really quickly. Yeah. And then, well, then they have the big fight. What is the time frame of this movie span? How long does it? I think we do year to year bookend. Yeah. Well, year to year to year. Yeah. But the right. first year is really, really short. So the, the very beginning of the film is like her birthday one year. And that's when she gets the pillow. And then we have the card that comes up one year later, right? So that's the beginning of the pillow being real. And then it's like over the course of that year is the brunt of the film. And then the denouement takes place another year in the future. It finishes another year in the future or there's a year gap? Yeah, there's a year gap. So we're, we're sort of jumping forward again to show like, Maybe she has met a guy. Maybe she's fine with her cats, whatever. We see the two guys having a really strong relationship. It's worked out well for them. Whatever. However we want like, the story to conclude, Like we're seeing those things. Because we want, I think, being a romantic film, you generally want a satisfying ending without any well, yeah. questions still you lingering. You want the Shakespearean <laughs> marriage. Whether there's an actual marriage or not, you want the marriage at the end because that's a happy movie. That's a happy ending. I mean, you want a conclusion. You want yeah. the story to finish. Yeah. And you want it to be a positive one. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to be living together. The main story takes place through the course of a year. Pillow becomes real. They fight. Pillow and the partner, future partner, end up in love by the end of the movie. And then you skip another year. So it's her and birthday. One year later. And then it's her birthday. And then it's her birthday. And then it's her birthday. She has four yeah. birthdays in this. I'm just. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. 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 Because then they come to her birthday party. She's with someone else or have they bring a cat. Whatever. I don't know. No, she's there on her own. She's there with her friends because she's decided she doesn't eat anyone else. She's happy with her cats. Yeah. So she's decided she doesn't eat anyone else. Everybody's there. We're sort of going around the table. There's a hint that maybe there's a guy that she's interested in or something like that. Right. Because she's she's secure enough that she she's not going after just anybody. So now she's she's like, I'm fine on my own. But, you know, person's nice now and then. And we see them announce a new apartment they're getting or something. Yeah, some some big milestone thing. Oh, he got a new job. The pillow guy. That's the big milestone is he's he's lived in the world for a year now or two years now. Right. He has enough experience to be an artist or something. There you go. That's a job you can do that doesn't need any ID. Yeah. He they do a trip to the art museum. So throw sprinkle these in to the, the previous movie. <laughs> and that's where he discovers his love of painting. So he, I, a year has passed and in a year in the future. There's a gallery that he's going to have a showing at some of his work. Yeah. So his, his, his male love interest is really proud of him for putting himself out there. Ooh, his male love interest helps him discover, helps him pursue it. He's, he's like, no, you can have other interests than cleaning and being her bitch boy. You can be 
your own person. Yeah. Like, what's something you want to try? And he's like, I don't know. I really like paintings. And he's like, well, let's go get some art supplies. And his like innocence and naivete work for him. He doesn't have all of these like preconceived notions and yeah. whatnot about how art should be or what the world is like and stuff. And so he has this very pure, innocent view of things more so than most people. And it's not derivative necessarily because right. he's got this pure imagination that hasn't been tainted by culture and society. Yeah. And in fact, so you can you can put this early enough that he tries to introduce her to art because he's trying to share his interests with her, but she is not into it. Yeah, she just she's doesn't an get accountant. It. She doesn't like it's art is just a way to for rich people to launder money. It's not it's just a tax scheme. It's all bullshit. Don't waste your time and money on that kind of stuff. She's not just not into it. She's anti-art. And that's where you can see that it's just not going to work out. She bought one Gustav Klimt poster in college and it's all she's ever needed. <laughs> yeah, she's still focused on it all being about her and what he can do for her, how he yeah. can serve her. And he, that's his breaking point is one time he's just like, "What? you don't support anything I'm interested. You don't even care that I like art. You don't know that I like this. We can't go to this restaurant because you don't like their waiter. And it's he just starts listing all these things about, you know, I'm a person, too. I know I'm new to the world. I know I haven't been here as long as you have. I don't have the experiences you do, but I'm a person. I have opinions. I have a right to them. Yeah, I like things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do they resolve their dispute at the end of the film? Because obviously they need to have a reconciling. Yeah. For her to grow as a character, she has to realize that he was right and she was being a jerk. Yeah. Right. I think she realizes that before she calls her friends. Or no, we didn't. She's not calling her friends now. She, he's running into him at the bar. The one guy runs into him in the restaurant, but she ends up calling later after he and the pillow have been hanging out for a while. And he, he's like, you know, it's okay. He's here. Or she calls her other friend, the one that bought her the pillow. Yeah. That's her best friend. Right. Uh, and so the two of them are, are talking about what happened. And when her friend asks her what happened, that's when she's like re going through the events and realizing, oh, I was being a jerk. Hearing, hearing it back later. Yeah. Well, and can her friend, you know, supportively say, well, you know, this is a pattern you have. No guy's perfect enough for you because they're not all about you. That's really good. That's why she's still single at the beginning. Right. It's not that they're all jerks. It's she is very skewed in what they need to give her versus what she needs to put into it, too. She should hear it then, but I don't know that she should really accept it then. Like, right. Maybe she's telling the friend, like, here's what he was complaining about. And she's like, well, Yeah. That's how you are with guys. And yeah. she's like, what? No, fuck you too. And then later somehow realizes like, oh, God damn it. They were all right. Maybe she runs into one of the exes and like kind of has it in her mind that they're all assholes. Like this asshole, this asshole right here. He's and then oh, yeah. she's they're kinda... not on the phone. They're at puzzles. They're, <laughs> you know, they're at the bar, whatever. No, wait, that's where they're meeting. Hold on. They're somewhere. But yeah, the ex-boyfriend is there and maybe she's like oh darren's here or whatever i don't know i didn't, these type of coincidences too much yeah well I, i'm definitely more accepting of them in a rom-com yeah but however it is 
maybe okay maybe she gets off the phone with the friend and she's like fuck you you're wrong and calls up her ex yeah she's stewing about it and so she calls up her ex and he's like hey what's up i wasn't selfish was i and she's like tell me something yeah and he's like well it's 2 a.m you you literally called so that i could tell you something about yourself just yeah. just run that through your mind yeah that's good yeah where am I right now? No, he's like, it's five o'clock on a Wednesday night. Where am I right now? I'm at the same place. I always am at this time. Where am I? And she's like, your apartment. And he's like, no, bitch. I'm playing basketball. I got time for your shit. <laughs> Hangs up on her. <laughs> Why did he answer the phone then? Maybe not quite that aggressive, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, not that aggressive. But I think that's good. I really like that of like, where am I right now? And she's like, what do you mean? And she can't tell him. He's like, right, because you never took an interest in my stuff. And then what you said, Shep, like, you are literally calling me to ask me about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what she needs to hear. And so she kind of is like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And that's why she doesn't end up with someone at the end, because she realizes she's not destined for anyone. No one's going to fit up to her, her standard. Or at the very least, that she needs more time to work on herself. Right. Right. Does she get a cat or does she get a dog? I was thinking about that earlier. The dog is going to love her just selflessly. And a dog would be needier than a cat. And it would be sort of like a reverse thing. Instead of her demanding the attention, the dog is going to demand the attention. And she has to give it to him. So that's how she's going to grow as further her growth is through. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's, you know, she it's not feasible for her to have a child, but she, whether she realizes it or not, she needs a dependent in her life to help sort of balance out her selfishness or whatever. Yeah. And so she gets a dog. And so maybe at the beginning, she doesn't see cats and say, I'm coming back for you. She sees puppies and she's like, oh, they're so cute. I'd love a dog. I mean, she could say it to cats because that's funny. It's true. Yeah, I think she should say it to the cat. But the, she, she can get a dog at the end. All right. That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. I think we've figured out everything we need to figure out. Yeah. I think we've nailed down a pretty good rom-com. We've got the framework. Just yeah. fill in the details. I mean, I like rom-coms. I feel like I would watch this movie. Oh, and... I absolutely would watch this. This is right oh, on my 100%. alley. 100%. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our story for Pillows. Obviously, we all liked it, but we're curious to know what you think. Is this something you'd be interested in going to see? You can get in touch with us via email or social media. Links to those can be found on our website, almostplausible.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. Just search for Almost Plausible wherever you regularly listen to podcasts. If you like the show, we hope you'll tell people about it. Online, offline, it doesn't matter. Just tell them about the show and send them to almostplausible.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Emily and Shep. We'll see you next week for another episode of Almost Plausible. Until next time. Bye-bye.